You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Ricky is a fitness industry expert, having been helping people achieve their fitness goals since 2002. We talk everything fitness, business, and group exercise to help you on your fitness journey. Glenn McCready back on the podcast today chatting all things about the Boutique Secret Cycle Club which is, well, if I told you now there'd be no reason to listen to the rest of the podcast so you've got to listen to the rest of the podcast to find out what it's about uh, really, really good for any indoor cyclist out there or anyone with a bit of entrepreneurialism in them to think about opening gyms and running their own business uh, remember to look out for the Podcast Supporters Club coming in March 2021 very excited about that, it's a way where I can give more of the podcast and support the listeners of the podcast more with whatever you're doing. Uh, Glenn and I chat for about 45 minutes, take a screenshot, stick on Instagram stories, fill out a review on iTunes. Catch you soon. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. What I like to do is just hit record as soon as possible because quite often okay. the best chat happens off air. Of course. We were just uh, fanning around with the Zoom backgrounds. Um, you have the iCycle background in the background. Is it the iCycle background? It's supposed to be, but it's it's, uh, it, it's the PNG version, whatever that stands for. I don't know. I'm terrible with all that stuff, but yeah. So the problem is that it's now giving it, it itself a black background, which means you can't see where it says iCycle. So I should remove it, should I? Let's remove it. Let's, let's, I'll just put myself there. Look at that. Sure. It's like there's two of you. I'm talking to two of you. I know. I, I, I wish I had been better prepared and served myself coffee during this. That would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, well, well, or we, or been sitting on a bike pedaling. Yeah, I was, I was a bit late getting on because I was doing a, a toilet trip with a new dog. So, uh, oh, I nice. How is Cosway? Uh, he's brilliant. You know, having having a new puppy, it's a lot of work, Um, which, you know, you knew it was going to be a lot of work. Yeah. But it doesn't detract from the fact that it is a lot of work and what you have to do with it and the way we're we're choosing to <laughs> raise him. So hi, he's great. Cool. Well, the, the thing is though you, you call him a puppy, like he's just an ordinary dog, but it's worth pointing out for people who can't see, he's a chow chow. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, like the greatest the greatest dog that has ever lived. <laughs> they they are mega. Have you have you know. like interacted with chow chows before? I have. I nearly bought one a few years back. When I say a few years back, I mean long before I had children uh-huh. um, I, I quite fancied one I seen a man walking one um, at the Giants ring don't ask me why I was at the Giants ring um, and it was called Samson it, it was oh. a, like a chocolate brownie coloured one and um, do you know it's stuck in my mind ever since that must be 10 years ago stuck in my mind ever since just absolutely loved it but what a dog like, I mean, and they, they get they're amazing when they're small but they get even better when they're bigger yeah and they're such people keep asking me what size is he going to be and it's I always feel bad saying this he will be between 20 and 35 kilos which is such <laughs> a big weight range but that's like the official guidance yeah like it's so big and who knows and listen I've delivered cat food to your mum before so mm-hmm. if you are going to feed this dog the way your mum feeds her cats <laughs> like royalty yeah, um, thousand calories a day when they're fully grown that's mental, <laughs> that's mental. That's more than I'm supposed to eat, I think. <laughs> it's more than I should eat, anyway. Second time. Not second time, I'm lying. Third, at least the third. Because you did the coffee third. in the past. And you've been yeah, on so, two episodes, yeah? Yeah. Third, I think, yeah. 
What's exciting? You, um, I, I wanted to get you on because I have seen your social media. I haven't spoke to you that much in the last kind of two, three months. I've seen your social media. You're doing something yeah. called the Secret Cycle Club. So just fill us in and let everyone else hear and listen. Okay, so I, I guess um, straight up, let me say, this isn't like breaking lockdown rules. Uh, I, whenever I first put up on social media, the Secret Cycle Club, so many people were contacting me like, oh, this is great. How can I get in? How can I get involved? Um, and I was like, oh, That's man. the best form of marketing. People think you're illegal, but you're actually not such cult. Such yeah. <laughs> and, you know, to be perfectly honest, it hadn't even struck my mind that that would be in people's sort of thought process. Um, now, when I look back, I'm like, yeah, I can see. I understand why people thought that. Um, so basically what's happened is, as you know, I am based in Hillsborough and I have always rented space out of the community centre here. Um, and I run classes. The downside to that is that you're kind of, limited with their opening hours um, so if they choose not to open until 9am in the morning I can't run a class at 7.30 um, and like at Christmas they close for two weeks um, good old July they close for two weeks so that people can go and walk around fields and stuff your favourite stuff actually Ricky um, um, so I, I kind of had just I don't want to say I'd outgrown that space because it was a massive big hall I had which was amazing in current climate with um you know social distancing requirements and stuff but it kind of just become apparent that i needed my own facility yeah and as terrible as the timing may be uh, an opportunity presented itself to basically take on a facility um long story short a couple in the village who owned some properties had created a gym space for a local personal trainer mm -hmm. um and she had a bit of input into it so it was kind of created as a gym and I think then COVID happened. So the business didn't happen. Okay. And a lady who comes to my class contacted me and said, I have the perfect location for you. Come and see it. And came and seen it. And I'm blessed with the ability to um, imagine things. Okay. Uh, so I, I walked into this open space and my imagination started kicking in and I could sort of see myself there. Um, and I say I'm blessed because... I've in the past introduced a few other PTs and wannabe gym owners to locations. And when they walk in and see an empty space, they can't imagine it. And yeah. it blows my mind that people, people would be a little bit limited that way. Um, so yeah, then I, I obviously um, got a good agreement in place with the owners, which protects me a little bit through COVID. So I'm not stressing out, which is good. Mm -hmm. um, and it's allowed me a lot of time to kind of get it right. Yeah. Um, I mean, you personally were in a space that I rented before in Belfast and it was a real rush job. And I'm sure you could see that when you first set foot in it. And I certainly felt it. And because it was a rush job, then I think in all honesty, um, that's what came across was this is kind of just thrown together. Yeah. And I think if I'm honest, I mean, part of the charm of my business, especially the mobile side of it, is that it is thrown together and that you can throw it together anywhere, take it down, yeah. move on. But now it's time for like a, a little cycle club that's a little bit more um, official and permanent. You're growing rates. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so the reason I came up with the Secret Cycle Club, I've been reading a book called The Badass Boutique. If you've never read it, highly recommend it. Um, I'll drop you a wee message with, I can't remember the author's name, um, but she's worth a follow on Instagram too. So I'll, I'll 
fire stuff across to you. And it's all about building a badass boutique and, and the marketing you know, that goes along with that. Mm. And to be honest, it's been a little bit eye-opening for me. I mean, I mean, a big bit eye-opening, but also strange because if anybody follows me on social media, you'll know I'm not a regular poster. My content isn't great. Um, it's something that I really need to step up yeah, and have been trying and have been trying to. I've just googled that book because it's mm-hmm. sounded yeah. familiar. It's, it's Emma Barry. Emma Barry. Right? Yeah, yeah. Book, yeah. Emma Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Emma Barry's like a, a bit of a Les Mills legend. You know, she she probably stopped teaching Les Mills when I started, but she was there basically from the start until. 2010 2011 2012 she's fantastic good, good podcast as well um Lindsay's actually got that book um cool. yeah sorry i interrupted you and flew there no it's good i'm glad that you did because um now that you've said emma barry i'm going to remember that forever yeah um but yeah a, a great book um for anybody who looks at it you'll think straight away that's expensive um for a book but i mean i i'm halfway through it and i'm already getting my worth out of it it's it's awesome so in the book, it talks a little bit about your marketing and, and effective ways to market a boutique. And a little bit of what I picked up from it was use your surroundings and use your situation. Don't don't think of it as a negative thing. Try and turn it around to a positive. So mm-hmm. where I am based, I wish I could show you, but um, where I'm based is just off the main street in Hillsborough, okay. um, sort of in behind shops. Mm-hmm. And there's easy access to it, but... Some people would think that's hidden away. It's, you know, not perfect, but um, it's like a little secret cycle club. And that's kind of, you know, the, the marketing behind it. And of course, the first rule of secret cycle club is to make sure that it's not a secret and tell as many people as you possibly can. Are but, the cops knocking on your door because you're breaking COVID rules? Sorry. Somebody thinks you're breaking COVID rules, let's just say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you know, actually, surpri- no, I'm not surprised because, oh, God, my headphone fell out. Hang on. Oh. Turns out my ears are too big for my headphones, I think. Um, so, no, the cops haven't been um, knocking on the door, which surprises me to an extent. But um, it's the PS and I we're talking about here. They've got <laughs> donuts to eat and, and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, let's just backtrack a little bit. Um, so, what is it? You know, is it, you say it's a secret cycle club. So, what, what is that? You said it's a cycle club. Yeah. So, um, I guess I'm best known locally anyway for indoor cycling. Um, and I work as a master educator for stages indoor cycling and stuff. So I'm fortunate to have the stages bikes and the stages display system, which is very intelligent. And you can see how hard you're working up on the screen, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I'm bringing all that in to place. And um, it's, I mean, indoor cycling is going to be the bread and butter of what we do here. but I'm going to introduce some other classes as well. Um, it's funny, I, I can't lay claim to this, but I, I'm going to try. Um, I kind of dreamt up a concept which I had called Urban Triathlon um, about five years ago. And I spoke to a few people about it and it was like, would this work? Um, and it was basically bike, row and, and ski or bike, row and run. And um, then of course, out of Dublin came um, bike, bike row ski which is an awesome concept um if you've if you've never seen it check it out um their instagram's pretty strong as well but the, the concept behind it's awesome um so i've invested in a few ski ergs a few concept two row ergs and then obviously i've got the stage bike so we're going to do um 
a few classes a week using those, um, like sort of like a triathlon type style of class. Um, and not a change from week to week. We'll do some Tabata style drills. We'll do some distance drills. Um, we'll do one minute on, one minute off. Um, it, it's basically a hit class just using cardio equipment. Um, but try and jazz it up a little bit, of course, um, by calling it ride, row, ski. Um, yeah. And will you have, because so, you know how stages operate, will they all be instructor-led yeah. classes? Will you have like yeah. video virtual-led classes? Or? Um, so initially, and again, you know, the beauty of having my own place is that I have access to it pretty much 24-7. Um, so, you know, having done Les Mills seminars um, about using, making the most of your indoor cycle space and stuff like that, um, it's something that I'm keen to do long term is get some virtual classes on the go um, and, uh, you know, open up the doors for for people who maybe can't make it to 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. in the evening because for whatever reason and maybe 10 p.m. is their time. Um, so and stages flight allows for me to schedule virtual classes very simply, which is cool. Um, so, yeah, but initially I'm, I'm just going to roll out instructor led classes. Um, I've got a pretty good following here in Hillsborough. Um, I was just glazing through my mind, body, and stuff like that. And it's, I mean, bear in mind, this is a small boutique um, setup. I have over 150 people registered on my mind, body. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's that's a pretty good start. Um, locally, there's about 6,000 people live in Hillsborough. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd like to, to try and get 10% of those guys in through the door. Um, would be the, the sort of plan. That said, the beauty of Northern Ireland, and I'm sure it's one thing that you miss about here, is that, you know, I can get to Bangor from Hillsborough in 30 minutes and, you know, I can get to Newry in 30 minutes. So yeah. it's it's not like we're a million miles away and it's worth traveling for, you know. And because um, it's going to be fatigue and specialist, people will, like, once word spreads a little bit and obviously your connections, you'll get people from Belfast traveling you know making that effort to travel 20 30 minutes down the road because it is yeah, specific for cyclists triathletes um and all the rest of it um yeah. i was going to ask are you doing anything digital yourself so in that will you be streaming any classes will you have like what the fitness industry being the fitness industry has coined this digital yeah i've seen that actually i quite like it uh but it's just you hate it you hate it i know it's just another wanky term from the fitness industry which you know in six months time 12 months time is just going to be standard you know it's like you know how many businesses have said oh we've pivoted in the last two or three months you're like, shut up stop talking you're not doing physics you're not building you know you're not in construction you're, you're just a yeah. serving clients whatever you're doing pivot of course anyway back to you fidget go ahead yeah so um it's it's interesting because so in, in the first lockdown, and I know we've discussed this one times, in the first lockdown, I was running classes via Zoom, um, you know, with up to 40 people in a class at times, people from all around the globe, which was awesome. Got me really fired up and excited. Um, towards the end of the first lockdown, we were down to three or four people. And of course, those three or four people are always the ones that have the most to say. <laughs> um, and I, I love feedback. I, I thrive on feedback, but also, like when the feedback is, would you not do a 45 minute class because 30 minute classes aren't hard enough for me? Um, that feedback washes over me because I'm like, do you not understand the principle of high intensity interval training? <laughs> it's, you know, you shouldn't be able, you should be pushing yourself so hard, you yeah. can't last 45 minutes. Um, but, you know, that's just people's mindsets, I guess. So, anyways, with the sort of 
slide in numbers at the end of the first lockdown. Um, whenever we got into our sort of mini lockdown in the middle of both of these, um, I decided I was going to just do on-demand classes so people could basically do them anytime. Mind Body um, offer that as part of their booking system that you can record classes, put them up, and people can log in and pay. Um, one thing I noticed about that was that people didn't mind doing them, but they didn't want to pay for it. Okay. Um, and again, because it was indoor cycling, and it's funny this because we're go I'm going to talk about Peloton in a little second, but because it was indoor cycling specific, I had my bikes rented out, but a lot of the guys renting my bikes are cyclists. So they're on Swift and on, um, you know, Ruby and proper sort of cycle apps, if you like. Um, so they weren't that bothered about whether I did classes or not. And anyone else that didn't have a bike, they couldn't do my classes unless they were going to stand and spin around in circles. Um, so it, it didn't go so well, mental, if I'm honest. I've got a mental image of that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the on-demand stuff didn't go so well. So this time around, my focus was just get the bikes rented out and spend time getting the studio perfect. Um, so I haven't been running any online classes now. What I intend to do um, once we get up and running is get a good webcam obviously installed, um, get the sound down as best as possible and start recording every class that I teach live or that another instructor teaches live and have it on a, a digital platform. Yeah. Um, you know, as I say, mind body offer as part of what they do. Stages have a cool new app coming out that they've been testing called Stages Now, which yeah. means their bike can connect to the app and they can basically do a class and see all of their details on the app as well as writing my class. Um, so it's it's very clever. Um, I'll probably push that out once once we can. Um, but yeah, I, the reason I like that is because I'm going to be teaching two people and just recording it. So it seems like it's just second nature. Whereas when you're teaching to a camera, um, yeah. as as we have been for almost a year now. Um, I find it's it's different. I don't mind it so much, but it's just it's very different. Um, uh, there's, there's parts of what I like and parts of what I don't like. You know, obviously there's the convenience factor, but people don't realize, and this will be more so for you. You have to teach differently. You have to. Yeah. You know, in my case, I teach. You know, Lesmo's classes, body pumps, yeah, it works. Uh, sorry, Lesmo's core. Fuck. Um, <laughs> You have to teach differently. You have to stand differently. You have to side profile more often. Yeah. So I, I normally criticize instructors in a live studio for side profiling too much. I said, right, stop, stop turning sideways because you're confusing people. You know, yeah. once, once two or three tracks, you know, in 60 minutes is probably enough. So like three times a class is enough. And some instructors do it like every track three or four times. Yeah. But anyway, my point is, you have to, not only do you have to physically do things differently, you have to verbally do things differently and you have to appreciate that the, the audio quality they're getting is going to yeah. be different for every single person streaming it. Like they're going to have a slight differential. So you have to, the, the best way to be sympathetic to that is to coach less and when you talk, like say two, three words instead of a full sentence. Um, and obviously, as, as you just said, when, when you're doing the live class, it's a lot more natural because what you're saying is two people in front of you. You're feeling the atmosphere and all that. Like you just have to look at Les Mills On Demand. And I don't do any of the recent Les Mills On Demand workouts. I do all the old ones. 
because yeah. they're interacting with the crowd. It just happens to be filmed, and yeah. now I'm doing it later. Um, yeah, yeah, I was gonna share that with you. It's funny because uh, again, um, Peloton. I'm a I'm a massive fan of Peloton. Mm-hmm. I think their their app is incredible. I mean, it for me, it's the best fitness app out there. Um, but I've been fortunate enough to take part in a Peloton class in New York, mm-hmm. and it, it was literally doing a spin class in a fitness studio, but not a fitness studio as we know it. A fitness studio that is set up like a recording studio, like a like a TV show, and you know the instructor basically says to you at the start, you know, um, I'm going to be teaching to the cameras. Thanks for joining in. And they do. And you're just kind of there taking part in the class. When you see it from this side of it, on this side of the app, and you're watching it, and they're looking into the camera perfectly, and they're saying the right things to you, you know, it's awesome. But the live experience is cool to watch from a, like, I'm intrigued by this point of view, but you wouldn't want to be a member of their live studio, if you know what I mean. Um, but um, mine does Peloton, um, yeah, and he uh, he went all out. He bought the top of the range Peloton bike. He was, you know, he has a, a spare bedroom in his house, so you know he put a proper floor down, so it's not like the towel underneath the bike, which yeah. a lot of people have to do at home. Um, so you know he's got a proper floor down. He's got a big massive TV. Well, it's probably you know 30, 40 inch, yeah. but when that's in front of you against the wall on a bike, of course, it's yeah. like being in a cinema. Um, he's got a couple of big speakers, you know, not just the TV awesome. speaker or your iPhone speaker. Yeah. Uh, and he absolutely loves it. He posts about it like two, three times a day um, on Twitter, obviously sharing what he's doing. And, and Peloton are actually quite good, I've noticed, for interacting with people because he always yeah. has a retweet. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously, you know, they're, they're not just a Glenn McCready down the street running classes online. Like they are, a, I don't think anybody can understand how big a company they are now you know um and it, it's funny i was on a, a webinar last week and some of the group fitness guys were asked about their opinion on peloton and they were like you know they're a big game player now and they're here to stay we've got to respect them and that's so true there's so many people who thought it was gimmicky and thought it wouldn't work and you know i'm not saying that peloton created the coronavirus but it's played into their hands pretty strongly Isn't it? um Isn't it and yeah, there's a good chance. Match last year. Yeah. Disney probably owned Peloton. I, I don't know if that's true or not. Fact check that. <laughs> um, but, you know, it Peloton are coming out very, very strong. But I have to say, I, I love it. Like, I, I think it's fantastic. What they do is incredible. I don't think that it will, and it's, a, it's my opinion, but I don't think that it'll forever change the fitness industry. I think people are hungry to get back to interact with people. Um, yeah probably more sort of group fitness than the gym i think the what's appealing about group fitness is still appealing about group fitness um you know that hasn't changed that's on a, it's not going to i was speculating about this um of positives that might happen you know when when the gyms are open again for like six months deep and the gyms are open what are we going to see on the gym floor because it's it's my observation and part belief that a lot more fitness content has gone online and people like customers, participants have now actively sought someone to follow. And, you know, people will just naturally gravitate to, you know, quality following, whatever it might be for whatever you're into. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen six months after the gyms have been opened and what 
the dynamic and attitude change will be in the gym floor. Like, for example, will the stereotypical woman who walks on treadmill with 4% incline and holds on, will she suddenly be doing like weights exercises and, you know, burpee Tabata sessions inside the treadmill? And will fella who normally does chest bicep curls four times a week, will he now all of a sudden be doing like calisthenics? Because... I'm I'm just interested to see if that will happen. Like I'm not expecting massive changes, but I, it is something I hope will happen. Yeah, and you know, as well as that, and I'm going to name drop again here. You know, um, Joe Wicks. Again, a lot of people don't like Joe Wicks. Um, <laughs> regardless of the opinion of him personally, you know, he's he's got people moving out there who probably wouldn't normally have moved purely because they're bored, stupid. And there's nothing else to do. So they see PE with Joe Wicks and they're doing that with their kids or whatever. And now it's going to be in their mind how good they felt doing some form of exercise. Yeah. Um, again, you know, when you're essentially locked up at home, you're starting to think how important it is to take time out for yourself. Yeah. And let's be honest, you know, you're, you can walk, you can run, you can cycle, you can climb mountains, but that's all so weather dependent. Um, when you live in good old Scotland or Northern Ireland, it's, you know, I, I know there's some brave people out there who will go out in all weathers, Ricky. Yeah, you'll um, love this, right? So I, I've started biking again. I'm in week six, just finishing week five of my triathlon training plan. And it's just, right, I'm out on the bike every day. I'm scheduled to be either out on the bike three times a week or four times a week. Haven't missed one since the middle of January, Right. Wednesday of this week yeah Wednesday of this week was the first day it was dry there was no wind temperature <laughs> not only was it the first day the temperature was above zero degrees I shit you not the temperature was nine degrees nice that's like and, that's roasted that's our summer yeah, absolutely so as I was saying there was no wind there was no rain the roads were dry um, it was warm I also needed to pump up my tires Right. I also did not wear my big thick gloves. Mate, see the speed I was going. I did the same same route, which was taking me between like 45 and 55 minutes, such was the weather. I did it in 41 minutes. Right. It was outstanding. I like I you know when you know you're just going fast on the bike, no matter what. You know, just flying up hills. It was so good. Um, but yeah, I completely I, I agree with what you're saying. It's like once the gyms reopen, you, people will be going back to gyms. I might yeah. have applied it in the past, not deliberately, that like, gyms will suffer. G- the bad gyms will suffer because they don't yeah. have an online offering. The good gyms will have both. They'll have digital, physical, and digital. Um, of course. So, yeah, as long as they are offering something, as you said, you know, Peloton, do it well. And um, you're, you're saying about Joe Wicks, you know who Joe Wicks is? We grew, up, we grew up in the 90s and the fitness person on TV was Mr. Mr. Motivator. So, like, your children in 10, 20 years' time are going to talk about Joe Wicks the same way we talk about Mr. Motivator with that of affection. Awesome. <laughs> but here, Mr. Motivator's back, though, is he not? Absolutely, yeah. Did he ever he go away? Around? No, but that's... That's what he'd argue. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. Still a legend as well. Uh, no, I, I do think, I mean... Not, I don't want to use the term pivot, but I do think um, the fitness industry need to be smart when we come back. 
mm-hmm. can't just rest on our laurels and go, do you know what, people are going to come. It's going to be great. You know, that's that old saying, build it and they will come. Whilst this is still pretty true, we need to be intelligent about that. And, you know, I, I do think there's going to be a lot of gyms suffer because, you know, at the start of the first lockdown, they just went, okay, let's shut up shop, which they were supposed to do, but maybe just sat back and, and waited to see what was going to happen too long. Um, you know, I, I guess if anything positive comes out of the constant delays of opening up society again, is that everybody gets a second bite, a third bite, a fourth bite, a fifth bite yeah. at providing something, you know, so gyms that didn't in the first six months of lockdown, not always lost. They still have an opportunity now to get out there and, and give their following mm-hmm. something. Yeah, I think you touched on it at the start, you know, you're opening a gym in the middle of lockdown. Um, and, you know, what, what sort of feedback, criticism have you had of that? You know, what sort of demons have you had in your own head, maybe? Yeah, I, do you know, everybody I've spoke to has been super positive, but pe- people are so nice that you just don't know. And that's isn't that true about feedback? And both of us working in the education side of the fitness industry as well. Feedback is so important. But people, I find, tend to hold back giving honest feedback. They just kind of want to say what, they think you want to hear a lot of the time and so everybody's been really nice you know really excited to get in and see it can't wait you know there's no bad time to do this sure you've already got a great following you'll be fine and to an extent a lot of that's true but in my own head there are demons of course like you know am i nuts to be you know investing all this money because it like i i own 30 stages bikes so that i didn't have to invest that this time around but you know um me being me, I've been, I put down the best flooring I could find. I've spent a fortune getting the showroom kitted out. Um, you know, I bought black box weights. I, um, and uh, like I haven't even told you that I'm probably planning to go back to personal training a little bit as well. Oh, I knew, um, I, I saw your social media. I saw it. Yeah. Um, and I, again, it's funny, I, I'll come back to that. Um, so yeah, in, in my head, you know, there is that little panic, but if I'm honest, Having the bikes rented out has been a game changer for me over the last year, as it is now, because you know I I didn't ever have a stage when I didn't have an income, yeah. but I did have a stage whenever you couldn't go and go to the shops and you know spend your money. So I, I learned um, on a personal level how how good it is to actually save a bit of money and and not have to have the most recent Reebok Nanos and in every color that they have available. You know, I only wear white and yellow. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. Um, it's assets. So, a, a business model you could follow. I don't know if you thought about this. Tell me if I'm in the wrong place. Like you said, you have 30 bikes. What you could in theory do is just run classes with 20 bikes. So you can only have 19 people there plus you. And then the other 10, you rent them out to your members and have some sort of, and they have the access to streaming. Um, and you could have that second. And then you could, you know, you build that up after a while. And, you know, in the next business year, yeah, add another yeah. ten bikes. Add another ten bikes. Because assets, you know, and I know, I, like you, uh, people think having a house is an asset. Having a house isn't an asset. It's a liability. Yeah. Having, having an asset is having two houses, and one yeah, for the other, and the other pays for the other. That yeah. that assets, you know, car is the biggest liability you'll probably ever have. Never mind the house. Um, yeah. Especially the way you go through cars. Um. So and yeah, well, and I've, I've changed recently, by the way. What are you driving now? A mini. Check me out. Oh, what type of mini? Tell me, tell me. Of course, it's the John Cooper Works. Of course. Oh, yeah, I'm so jealous. Send me a picture. 
I will. I will. Um, I, I haven't posted pictures because I'm waiting to get some graphics. But not, I'm not getting work graphics on it. Just like some um, fiber stripes up it. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, not Austin Park. No. Oh, mate, that's class. You're living my dream life. But to, to know what, mate, it was breaking my heart having the Mustangs at the front door. And um, like I, in the last year, there was about a thousand miles put on it. And I was like driving, I literally come up and down to Hillsborough, like which is five minutes from the house. And I, I bought an electric scooter. If you don't have one, get an electric scooter. Remember, I was telling you I haven't spent money, I've been saving and being really wise. Yeah. Um, well, an electric scooter is awesome. So I'm, I pop see, up and down. See, see, when you say an electric scooter, like, is this like, it's not a moped? I'm, I'm being silly here. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like, you know, like a scooter that you see kids rocking around on? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got it here. Yeah. Uh, They're yeah. actually quite reasonably priced, like 500 pounds. Yeah, and I tell you, awesome. Like, so I, on a, on a good day, I'll, I'll go on it up and down because the studio is so close. Yeah. Um, I brought the Mustang up once and it was just a nightmare trying to get parked because it was 4.2 meters long. It was a disaster. I've got a van that length. Um, so <laughs> I thought it was either a mini or a smart car. Um, took some advice um, and uh, the mini came up trumps so yeah the Mustang's gone which I'm a bit sad about but you know, maybe I'll get another one in the future but the, the mini's fun what about it's the like truck? driving a go-kart what about the truck truck's gone mate as well yeah oh, wow yeah I know but do you know what nothing's permanent definitely not a car it's not permanent it changes every couple of years that's what a good accountant would tell you to do um, or maybe a bad accountant um so yeah so it's weird though having invested in all this gym equipment because i feel like i'm sitting on a gold mine like whenever i look at the price of secondhand gym equipment right now it's dearer than i paid for like brand new black box equipment as long as you're patient you know like i i ordered um concept two rowers from from concept two and there's like a 13 week waiting list people are losing their mind and paying like Two thousand pound for a Concept Two rower. They're like nine hundred pound if you can wait thirteen weeks. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, that, that that's been interesting. Like I, I literally could sell what I've got here and probably retire for a couple of years. But um, for, forgetting about COVID just for a second, yeah. when will you be able to open? You know, if there was no COVID, how how far away are you from opening? Um, so I'll have my four other ski ergs in place, hopefully by next Friday okay. um, and then obviously because I've got bikes and, and row machines rented out mm-hmm. um, I don't have them but if there was no COVID they wouldn't be rented out I'd be good to go yeah right so, like March basically like so as soon as lockdown's lifted and gyms are allowed to open again you'll be good to yeah. go yeah and do you know the reason why I sort of went down the personal training route was I, my first thought was I'll put a rack in here, get some weights, and then I can rent space out to a local personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I started to do the place up, I was like, I don't know if I want anybody else in here. What if somebody puts a mark on my fancy wall? <laughs> um, so I, uh, and then I started thinking, well, actually I'm a personal trainer myself. Mm-hmm. And if the sort of ease out of lockdown goes the way the previous ones go, it, you know, they might go, okay, gyms and personal training can start back in April. But it's going to be June or July before we get back to um, group fitness. Mm-hmm. And I just want to have something that I can offer to people. Yeah. Um, so, and I do, you know, I've, I say I've got some nice black box equipment there. It's, it's not quite what you had, um, but 
but it's getting there. Back in the day, so. do you know what? Something popped up on social media earlier this week. Um, you know, a belong fitness post. It was 2016. And it was oh, 2016. It was like, shit, that's five years ago. Yeah, that's mental, isn't it? I think that happened. I know. It doesn't seem that long ago, to be honest. Like, I can remember doing um, one of the Lesmos quarterlies down there with you. And like that's probably five years ago. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't feel like it. Right, doesn't feel like it. Mental, yeah. Um, I'll ask you, you don't have the answer. I'll keep, I'll keep it in regardless. Uh, price point for the club? Yeah, cool. So um, my big thing is, you know, I, I'm probably the most expensive indoor cycle class in Northern Ireland. Um, I'm, I've checked. I'm not the most expensive in Ireland as an island. I know you hate that term, Ricky, but... Um, I, I don't hate that term. I, just, I like it when people clarify um, but you know I'm I'm a bit spoiled with stages that I get to travel a bit so I get to go to London I get to go to Glasgow, Edinburgh and I see what they offer and I see the price points that they have and I've learned that people don't mind paying for quality and I don't ever I don't want to be the cheapest if you want a cheap spin class you can go to Pure Gym um, there's plenty of people like council facilities offering um, cheap spin classes I offer quality so my price point matches that. Also, I'm aware that, you know, I'm I'm not greedy with it. I'm not trying to make millions of pounds overnight. Um, so per class, it's eight pound pay as you go. You can buy 10 class pass for 68 pound, mm-hmm. or you can subscribe for unlimited monthly classes for 75 pound. Um, and you know, I had one person say to me, oh, that's the price of David Lloyd's gym membership. I was like, well, not the David Lloyds I go to. It's not, but yeah. aside from that, I love David Lloyds. I educate their instructors, but I'm aware that their offering isn't currently as good as what I offer here. Yeah, the, the thing with David Lloyds and Ballantines and all these, you know, high-end commercial gyms, I know David Lloyds are probably the highest price point. None of them, none of them offer coaching as standard. Yeah. You can get in the building for 75 pounds a month on a yeah. on any particular gym but you can't like you you can't get any advice <laughs> really yeah. whether you know it's, it's gym work it's class work or whatever i know you can still do classes but the, these you know the instructors who are in there you know they're not what i'm trying to say they're, they're, they're it's not a specialist it's not recognized as a specialist job i'm just yeah. being on the gym floor that sort of thing um, and um, just to work that out for people, you know, this is how I feel about that price. So it's £75 a month, you said. So if yeah. you do three classes a week, oh, it would be £900. So if I divide 75 by 12 instead of multiplying it, yes, it £900 a class. It works out at like £6 a class, three times a week. Yeah. yeah? And if you think yeah. about, you know, th- this is my analogy for everything. We don't think twice about if me and you went for coffee, you would not yeah. think twice about, I'll buy you your coffee, which will be about six quid altogether, or you'll buy me. And you, people do that two, three times. Never mind what it's going to be like when I come out of lockdown and try to buy a pint. But you're I like, know, that's going to be nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I actually, I went and bought a box of donuts for you and I to share um, digitally. And it was like 18 quid for six donuts. Mm. So, you know, three pound for a bit of sugar. I could have went and bought a bag of sugar and poured it in. It'll have exactly the same effect, but it sure. wouldn't taste as good. Yeah. It'd be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um, and, you, you know, like, I've, I have a million reasons as to how I can justify my price point. And I always come back to thinking, I don't charge enough. You know, I, I'm using Stages SC3 bikes. 
anybody who's bought gym equipment recently knows now the cost of it. You know, um, a, a friend of ours, Hannah, I had a chat with her and she's like, I can't believe the price of commercial gym equipment. It just never dawned on her before that, you know, a 10 kilogram weight plate would cost you 48 pounds. You know, um, or that a, a stage SC3 would cost you two and a half grand, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I, I mean, if, if I'm honest, and I'll be honest because anybody that knows me knows that I have a bit of an ego as well. I am one of the best instructors. I'm, you're the best, obviously. But I'm, I'm, one of the, I'm best. the best spin instructor in Northern Ireland, and you're the second best. That's uh, yeah. that's what playing well, for sport. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um, but you know, I have the best bikes that money can buy. We've got the best computer system that money can buy, and now we have an absolutely cracking facility that people can call their own. And you know, there is a little bit of this that is about me. Of course, I want to have the best bikes. I want to have the best system. I want to have the best studio. But ultimately, whenever it comes down to why I got into the industry in the first place and what it's actually all about, it's I want to provide the best. I want to give people okay. what they're entitled to. You know, some of the guys come to my classes, go and do classes elsewhere for six pound, and they're riding bikes that are 20 year old, no technology on them, and they've no problem paying six pound for that. So you know, what's an extra couple of quid for something a bit better in my mind? And because it's, you know, the, the, the one thing that probably always, you know, not held you back, but just kind of prevented you from, you know, really reaching full potential is the fact you were mobile and yeah. you, you maybe couldn't, you know, set roots down. You know, if you're in, if you use the example of the church hall, like, you might want to do, you know, right, guys, we're going to do our workout today and then we're going to have a 20-minute chat afterwards. You know, you might not be able to do that in somebody else's facility. Yeah. Um, so if that, I think this will be good. And, you know, plus the fact that you're not going to be driving all around Northern Ireland now, teaching classes, you're probably yeah. going to get back 30 to 40 hours a week where you can plan what you're doing uh, for your business. Yeah, and, you know, another thing I'm really excited about is offering my clients other instructors. Um, and I know that sounds so basic, but... When you think about it, whenever I get into my van, drive around, unload the bikes, teach a class, they right. have always had to put up with me as an instructor because yeah. I'm the only person really offering that service. Yeah. Whereas now I can get other instructors involved. Um, and you know that's a good thing for my business too because people will travel. Mm -hmm. And if I can get a Ricky Long or an Aaron Davidson or someone here teaching, there'll be people who come along to see what Aaron offers in this facility. Um, and, you know, I'm excited about that, that my clients all of a sudden now can have access to other instructors so they don't have to just listen to me going, I'm the best, you don't need anybody else. Um, I, was, you know, I was always going to ask about other instructors. You know, I assume it'll be you doing the vast majority of classes and workouts at the start. Yeah, um, you know, I've always had a couple of people around me who cover classes and, and teach and stuff like that. So I'd like to reward them with a permanent class um, because I think they deserve it. And then I'll look to open up the timetable a little bit more. But initially, it would, from a business point of view and also from my mental point of view, I can't wait to get back to teaching classes and I'll want to teach 10, 15 classes a week. Um, but if, if I'm honest, that might not last long, that energy to do that, you know. Um, I, I might sort of... You're touching 30 weeks times, so you are, you're, you're getting close to 30, so... I know, I'm going to be 30 this June, mate. 
Um, yeah, I'm not getting any younger. And I can't. I can't. Like, yeah. Um, if you want me to teach for you, it'll probably be about twenty grand a class because I'll have to quarantine for fourteen days beforehand and fourteen yeah. days after. <laughs> I know. I'll just buy you a house over here rather than put you in a hotel. Um, but you know, it, it's funny. Like I obviously with stages and David Lloyd's, I get to travel a little bit around the UK and stuff like that, and I've really missed that. But I don't know what it's going to look like now. That's the one thing I'm probably most I don't think nervous is the right word, but anxious about is just like, how's mm. that going to look? Am I still going to be able to go to Edinburgh to deliver training courses? Or, yeah, you know, who knows? That, yeah, that's, that, that's where you'll have, you know, you have to build up your team around you and your community. So like, you know, Belong Fitness, it was actually, it was quite easy for me because I had the team there yeah. to, you know, run the place. I was going to say look after, but it's, it's such a, um, such a wrong term. Um, but yeah, that that's what you'll definitely need. And then it's it it's a good I'll tell you this from personal experience, it's a good mental break. Yeah, you know, te- you know, teaching in another place, you know, going and doing classes elsewhere. It's such a good mental break. You know, like you know what it's like when you train in the one gym all the time and then all of a sudden yeah. train somewhere else and you like feel twice as strong, you feel twice as fit. That's just because it's a new environment. <clears throat> of course. Yeah. Um yeah, do you know, uh, the other side of it as well, education. Now I've got a home, I can run education courses more frequently and advertise them more frequently. And, um, do you know, that that's a big passion of mine that I've discussed before in, in podcasts and stuff is, you know, that's really where I see myself in 10, 15 years. And I think this is like the little stepping stone that I need to take me there. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. People will bite into that. You know, like I'm a beginner cyclist. I started cycling last year. I'm very much a beginner cyclist, and I read the most basic blogs about cycling. And like, there's so much, so much to learn, so much to it's learn. Unreal, isn't it? Like, there was this guy, and you know, he said, "Stop cycling for distance. Stop cycling for time." He said, "Go and find a two to three k loop with a hill in it, and do that ten times." Yeah. He said so. Like. And when you're going up the hill, you're sitting down. You're not allowed to stand. Um, and it's just basic, basic you know, education. I, I, I know sports science. I, I know everything there is to know about sports science. I'm that intelligent. And what I mean is I know a lot about sports science, but when it's sports specific. It's very different. I think that's what people are going to hook into. You know, that's back to what I was saying at the start. You know, when people come back to the gyms, are they going to behave differently? Yeah. Because they've been consuming more positive things on social media rather than um, the old shit. Yeah, and it's funny just on that note, you know, um, I, I, I can't remember if it was one of your posts or whose post it was, but they were saying about the emphasis is on us as instructors now because yeah. we can't just go in and fake it anymore mm-hmm. the way we used to because, you know, there's people who have been doing like proper intelligent instructors classes now <laughs> online. Yeah. So we, we can no longer just rock in on a Tuesday morning and go, oh, here is what we're doing because yeah you know, this is going to be really effective like they're going to question you now and and you know i welcome that i hope they do mm-hmm. uh, i'm excited for that element of it you know good mate good um so yeah just to we'll, we'll summarize coming on the 11 o'clock now um what are the what are the long-term goals for the place so long-term goals for the place are to have an awesome um fitness facility i'll call it fitness rather than indoor cycling because i do want to offer just a little bit more than indoor cycling um, 
but a facility that people feel like they are part of and, and belong to. Um, you know, you get caught dreaming sometimes, but in like I'm already starting to think about a second location. I haven't even got the first one open yet. <laughs> um, but you know, I and I know that this is something that you and I have said before, and something that you were really like uh, wanting with belong as well is that I, I want this to be the fitness facility that people deserve, not just like something that's here serving a purpose. Um, long term goals, you know, I I want to be surrounded by incredible instructors but also surrounded by people who love being here and that's both instructors and participants yeah that's great it's um, hopefully hopefully i'll be allowed to come and see it this year yeah you know every time i turn on the news there's something just a little bit more devastating especially with that irish border I know. <laughs> no, I don't know how you're going to get across it, mate. That's going to be uh, a nightmare. Well, yeah. I'm going to need a visa. I'm going to need a passport. There, there was also, I don't know if you saw, the the boat from Liverpool to Belfast. No. Centerline. You can only pay for things by euros. Oh, no, really? Like, make sense of that. From Liver, The, the Centerline from Liverpool to Belfast is euros. The Centerline from Scotland, Corn Ryan, to Belfast is sterling. That's uh, doesn't surprise me to be honest. Nothing surprised me anymore. But all I can say is I hope that Boris leaves a legacy that is like a tunnel that was chatted about. <laughs> um, so like the underwater causeway, that would be that would be pretty cool. I'm just gonna cycle over and see you, Ricky. Uh, um, not in our lifetime, so no, unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. But it would be it would be mega. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's crazy times, but. I do think if you if you flip your mindset and think of the positives, like hopefully we're never going to have to experience this again. But here, what an experience! Like in in all honesty, it, it you can chalk it down as a good experience or a bad experience, but it's definitely been an experience. And you know, all I can say is hopefully this time next year we're all sitting here looking back on it, you know, um, raising the glass to the changes that we've made the positive changes you know this is the anniversary of lockdown one this is the anniversary of lockdown two i know <laughs> but here i still want to have a massive fitness party when this is over so we'll yeah. have to get that uh, we'll have to get that organized okay thank you all want it definitely yeah i hope so uh, what, what do you got on the rest of the day um so i've got six donuts in the box here to eat Um, going to do a little bit i i, I hate to call it training because I know that you consider my version of training just to be exercise. Um, so yeah, I'm going to exercise for a little bit. Um, and then I've got um, the boys this afternoon. So yeah, but thankfully no homeschooling. That's mental. That is crazy. I don't know where teachers get their patients from. but I've, I've loved the pictures of parents, you know, with the name. Uh, how's homeschooling going? And it's a video of their child sliding down on a tin tray on the snow. <laughs> yeah. Crashing you know, on the bottom, going over tip. It's funny, like, I, I played rugby with Tom's P3 teacher, and he's such a good <laughs> lad, like, and I, I just never would have had him down as, like, I played rugby with him years ago. I would have never had him down as a teacher. Uh -huh. But Tom loves him, like, he's a phenomenal teacher. But he's so patient and so good with him, and I'm just, like, the complete opposite. I don't know. So I, I, yeah, I've been contacting them saying, like, is there any chance that you could take them for a couple of hours here and just do something with them? But, uh, How um, so Tom is six, he'll be seven in a couple of weeks, and Finn's five, so P1 and P3. But 
it's mental. Like I can't, I, I don't remember P1 and P3, obviously. Can't remember anything about school, but I didn't think it would be that important. I was like, oh, they'll be all right. Just give them their iPads and let them watch, yeah. do Wix or something. Um, but like, there's a, I've done a lot of learning, like yeah. honestly. I think my IQs went up a little bit too, to be fair. We did in the in the first lockdown, we did, you know, one of the, so it was in the newspaper about homeschooling and these are questions like a five-year-old would be asked, a seven-year-old would be asked, et cetera. Yeah. So we did very bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what really got me was shapes. I know a circle, yeah. and I know a triangle, and I know a rectangle. The rest That's is it. just a lot of luck if I get a shape right. Yeah, but how, how much have you had to use that though, in real life? Um, well, I, th- I think that shows how much I've had to use that. <laughs> yeah, this drives me mental. Like, as a fitness instructor, you don't need to know the difference between there and there. You don't need to know where and where. Um, and you don't need to be able to count above 30. In fact, let's be honest, you don't even need to count to 30. You just make it up as you go along. Um, <laughs> so, like, I, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been educational. That's for sure. You, you say that, but again, as a fitness instructor and personal trainer, you need to know the difference between weight loss and weight loose. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is very true. Yeah. Uh-huh. And not very many of us do. That's the problem. I am very, very excited for your place opening it. Thanks, mate. Seeing you do it. Um, I don't know if you've posted pictures online, but send us a couple of pictures uh, privately, if you can, of uh, what the yeah. guys are looking at, and please. Oh, I thought you meant of me, like my... Uh... Only yeah. fans pictures. Yeah, send me some nudes. Only fans gotta gotta get some money in there. Um, where can people follow you? Put obviously Glenn McCready in the show notes. Yeah, um, at iCycle and I on Instagram and Facebook. If you're gonna follow me, um, tag me in the post. I'll send you a free cap. Look at this. Um, I'm going to send one to you anyway, Ricky. So make sure you hit me up with your address, please. And I've got a, a permanent marker here and I'm going to write underneath it Northern Ireland's best spin instructor. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, I hope you have a great day with uh, Causeway and Lindsay, of course. Will do, will do. I'm about to jump in the sea. Oh, nice. Not training, it's not exercise, it's just surviving. Well, enjoy that. I will not. I am a warm shower with me, guy. So. Yeah. Have fun. You are listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes.